Well, well, well. Another episode kicking off right now. said our hellos but let's pretend that we didn't how are you doing today i'm doing good friend how are you well you know i'm hanging in there drinking this bloody mary trying to even myself back out you know (laughs) so maybe by the end of this episode i won't feel like a train ran me over i'm trying to be more composed than usual but on the inside i'm like fuck yeah anthrax fuck yeah so well, yes, I think feel, you were... I'm feeling good today, sir. You were pretty uh, psyched, I think, about doing this episode. Yeah. Because you were kind of like a new, a newbie, like a rookie to the anthrax thing. Yeah, like I guess at first I was kind of like, uh, sure, sure, I'll do anthrax. We can do that. And now I'm like, fuck, dude. This band's like, I don't know, way more fun than I thought they were or something. Maybe I had a different, like, you know, um, image of them. Right. Or something than I thought. So. Mm. Yeah, I mean, they're... I was pleasantly surprised. <laughs> you were pleasantly surprised. Well, yeah, I mean, they had like a really... They've had a really interesting career. Because, I mean, it's weird to like see a band that... You know, they fired Joey and got John Bush... And yeah. they were fucking awesome, and then they got Joey back, and they were fucking awesome again. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like two totally yeah, different singers. Yeah, they didn't singers, take a step back, and I guess. Yeah, no. It's like nothing really... They constantly, in my opinion, have kind of been getting better with age. Yeah. Like, the whole time along. I mean, like, all the John Bush albums just kept getting better. And then they get Joey back in the band... And they continue just to get better. It's really fucking weird because not that many bands from that era are gonna do that, you know. Yeah. I mean, like we were talking about it, I think last time. And like Metallica, like nobody's gonna say, "Oh yeah, Hardwired is as good as Master of Puppets." Like, there's no one out there that. Well, there's probably somebody out there, but they're out of their fucking mind. Oh well. But <laughs> well, what about Death Magnetic? Because I would put that one up there with like some of their best stuff yeah it was a return to form yeah no i mean i like that's both like those that albums, whole but whole nother rant for yeah another day well and i mean i like both those albums i wasn't like really putting them down or anything but it's just that yeah like, i see what you're saying i think that metallica's classic stuff like just is on a level all its own and maybe some people would argue yeah. that i guess with anthrax but i feel like with anthrax fans it's pretty unanimous amongst them that you know, a lot of people think, you know, they get better with age. Like, they've just gotten better and better, and Joey mm-hmm. sounds better on the two newest albums than he ever did back in the day. I mean... I actually agree with that. I think I had heard previously some of the 80s stuff, the early, like, Thrasher stuff, and I didn't like his vocals as much. 
and he was doing some like higher stuff that almost didn't seem to fit. But I think after watching, um, I watched maybe not all of them, but I watched a majority of those YouTube clips that you told me about how they basically had a documentary, but they're in like little bite sized chunks, like 10 minute, like segments. And, um, I think where I was going with this was too, I was looking up about that guy cause I don't really know much about him. And it said he was in like cover bands like journey and all these things yeah. before anthrax. <coughs> and he still, so he is. was kind of bringing those vocals into the band. Whereas now he's doing more of like, uh, he's not hitting the higher stuff or something. It's like, I don't know. It sounds like more like pure metal or something yeah. on these new records. Well, I think he probably like the bar was raised after John Bush being in the band because he had such a heavier voice. and Yeah. You know, he probably learned from it, like, oh, hey, what this dude did was really cool. Like, how do I yeah, go about doing that? Because, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like they probably only really got Joey back in the band because it was like, hey, let's get the like classic lineup back together. Because I think when they did the anniversary thing for Among the Living... I think they did get the whole lineup back for a tour. Yeah, I actually, speaking of that, um, Griffin, he said he saw Anthrax and Rob Zombie on tour. So I looked that up just to kind of see what it was. And it was that. It was like 06 or something when they did bring like Joey back. So it was that reunion. And they had that, like, what's his name? Dan Spitz was yeah. in the band just for that tour. So yeah, that would yeah, be kind of cool like, to uh, see. He makes, like, watches and shit now Yeah, works on them or whatever. I don't know. It's really weird because, yeah, there was, like, an anniversary documentary thing that came out back. I think I have it on DVD. But anyhow, hmm. it was, like, a live video plus, like, documentary shit kind of, I oh, think, cool. interweaving in between the songs or some shit. I can't remember. It's been years since I watched that. I kind of forgot about it till just now. I should have pulled it out and watched it again, but... But yeah, I watched the YouTube thing and it was really cool, I thought. I mean, yeah. I think Courtney was tired of watching it because I just, <laughs> I like watched the first few and then I forgot about it for weeks. And I was like, oh yeah, fuck that anthrax thing. So then I started watching it again. And I had to like kind of binge it for a couple nights to catch back up because like the whole thing is like 24 episodes. So yeah. it's pretty long. But I thought it was really badass. I mean, I got all caught up and then. Had to wait for like the last two to be released, but, but yeah, it's yeah. a good time. I yeah, it was, it was cool. cool that they did it. Pretty low budget. I mean, they didn't put a ton into it, like as far as making it, you know. Like yeah, a, but I think that was actually cooler because it, what they they just had people do it what during the pandemic like remotely, so you could yeah. tell there's all these people from their computer home like setups, right, or something. So so it kind of made it kind of more yeah. Yeah. I don't know, real or something. I don't know. It seemed cool. I dug it. I dug it a lot. Well, so we, for this episode, are obviously talking about Anthrax, if you haven't figured mm-hmm. that out yet. <laughs> and then we picked our top ten favorite songs. Do you have an intro to Anthrax, like, when you first uh, uh, dove into them? I first dove or- into them. I had never really listened to a lot of their stuff. Um, other than, like, I think, like, my older cousin that kind of introduced me to some stuff. He had kind of introduced me to some songs. I don't really want to say too much, I guess, because I don't want to give anything away on my list quite yet. But 
I really, other than that, I got into them when um, Stomp 442 came out. Oh, like because, mid-90s kind of? Yeah. Because, obviously, being, you know, younger, I didn't get into Anthrax, like, when I was six, when Among the Living came out, obviously, <laughs> so I can't sit there and pretend to be, you know, an old-school fan. But when Stomp 442 came out, I was, like, getting into Pantera a lot. And so I had heard that Dimebag played on that album. And I really didn't know. I had only heard, like, a couple songs off of uh, um, Sound of White Noise at that time. So I hadn't really got heavy into them or anything. And really the stuff I heard off of that, I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. But <laughs> I think that, so I think I got Stomp 442. I think I might have got it with one of those BMG or Columbia House, like, you know pay a dollar and get 10 albums or some shit. So I got, either way, I I think I did, not 100% sure on that, but I remember the main interest was because I had heard Dimebag played on it. (laughs) So I thought, yeah, what the hell? Check that album out, it should be cool. And then I pretty much fell in love with it. I was like, fuck, this album is the shit, you know? And like, I still think John Bush has one of the best voices in all of metal. Like, he just has like the perfect like rasp in his voice you know and uh but still has some range yeah you know like he's not just like a one-trick pony really he's like very commanding or something in his vocals yeah no i've always really loved john bush and so like when they fired him and got joey back i was like well that's fucking stupid like i didn't really want him to because i thought the john bush albums just kept getting better and like so i didn't want him to take a step back and get joey back in the band but then that's not what happened at all. I mean, you know, they got him back in the band and it was fucking killer and they put out the best shit they ever put out with him. <laughs> so it's like, how do you even argue with that? Yeah. So at least it worked out, you know. But, and I, like I said, I think that probably like Joey hearing the John Bush stuff, he probably thought like, oh, well, fuck, if, <clears throat> if I want to follow that up, then I got to like, yeah. I got to really maybe take a whole new approach to my vocal delivery or something because like he went from like you said he had more of like a cock rock kind of voice in a thrash metal band before and i think like the way he's doing all that now just kind of fits better you know like the way he's like he's more subtle when he does go to high notes and stuff and yeah doesn't overdo it so much yeah because i actually um obviously i never really had any anthrax songs before but in the last couple of weeks, I did buy worship music. So, man, honestly, I think worship music. I think I would probably, if we were going to do an episode, where see, we look, I almost come. think we should come back for the albums. <laughs> yeah, because there's so much material here. Well, yeah, I don't want to ruin anything, but I would say that top of my head, worship music would probably be my number one. Oh shit. I'd probably put it right up there at the best fucking Anthrax album ever. Like, it's just so good front to back. Yeah. And, you know, one of their best sounding, I think, production-wise. But I had heard at one point that they, and I don't know if this was ever confirmed or what the deal was, but I had heard that they actually wrote that album with a totally different singer. And then... Yeah, because there was some other guy briefly in there, and actually listening to... Uh, like a bunch of the songs and just diving in because at first I just dove into songs then I started diving into albums and after listening to 
earlier material and then diving into worship music, it sounded like, it sounded to me like they wrote that uh, for John Bush. Like, it sounds like it could easily be a John Bush album, but then you've got Joey in there. So like you said, he had to kind of maybe adapt his own style to that. Like, it didn't sound like it was for that guy. Yeah. Or even whoever the other singer was. Yeah, because for all Was like Dave something? Was it? Yeah, because he was only in there for like a minute. Anyways. I know, like For All Kings sounds a little bit more classic Anthrax-ish. Yeah, in the sense of, I feel like Joey sings a little bit more like he did. Like he has a little bit more of the high notes and stuff in there. But I still I like that album a lot too. I mean, I you know yeah. that was another home run from him as far as I'm concerned. But but yeah, worship music just was like I don't know. You just worship it. I mean, <laughs> I don't know about that. But. <laughs> No, it was, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. They just kind of struck fucking gold with that. Like, they just must have been in the right headspace to make the best fucking album. Maybe they felt like they had a lot at stake because, you know, like, I saw them on the We've Come For You All tour. Oh, oh, really? Because that was going to be my question, too. I was going to ask if you'd seen them live ever. Yeah, they played, like, at the uh, uh, Expo Gardens. Really? Dude, they played to like 300 people. It was one of the worst fucking attended shows I've ever seen. It was terrible. Shit, like worse than Sebastian Bach that time? Because you were at that one at the... Oh, yeah. No, that... Limelight. It was way worse than that. I mean, it was seriously... It was weird because they had like local bands, a bunch of local metal bands playing like all day. And then Anthrax headlined it and went on at like 10 or 11 at night. Oh, damn. And, dude, everybody was saying... So some people were kind of checked there out. There were more people there thing. for the local bands, I guess, than Anthrax. Damn. It was fucking weird. To me, it was really weird because I didn't even know that it was going on. And then I found out about it, like, the day of. Huh. And John hooked me up with... He put me on the guest list, I guess. And uh, I think I showed up, and like, right before Anthrax went on. But I was like what the fuck is this for real <laughs> like there was seriously only like three probably 300 and some people there Shit. it was crazy like over half empty i mean yeah because like like that sebastian bach show that you were at too like it seemed like that's one of the ones that was like one of the lowest attended things i've seen and it reminds me of those kiss things how they said on on the Creatures tour with Kiss, like, they could throw a pick and it would go over everybody's head because there wasn't that many people there yeah, or something. <clears throat> yeah, that's kind of how this show was. Like, there was just, like, a short... Like, there was... Like, we were right up front. I mean, we got there yeah. late, like, right before they went on and still just walked right up to the stage and damn. stood, like, damn near pretty much front row. Like, there just kind of was a group of people all right up against the stage in the front like eighth of the venue and then there was like some people further back just kind of hanging out and stuff but dude it was so sad <laughs> but they were fucking awesome they came out where I thought it was so bad so they didn't half ass it just for the no I didn't thing. think so I mean I thought they all played great sounded great you know I thought it was just really fucking cool to stand like hey man that almost sounds cool you got like a little intimate anthrax show like yeah. a personal you know personal concert the plane just to you that's kind of what it felt like <laughs> so anyhow no a bummer but they were great i would actually like to see them um again now even though it kind of bums me out because i don't think they really 
play any of the John Bush stuff anymore. Like when they first got Joey back in the band, I remember seeing videos of him doing only, but hmm. that was it. And I don't even think they do that anymore. Yeah, so yeah. it's kind of a bummer. I almost wish they would do something where they got John back and kind of did like two sets, you know? Oh, but, yeah. And I think that I heard somewhere back. Or have Armored Saint open and then do like an encore with a couple John Bush songs. Yeah. That'd be a badass idea, actually. And I think what I was going to say was I think that that was the original idea was they wanted to have both singers when mm-hmm. they got Joey back. And I think John was the one that was like, nah, fuck that. Just, yeah, you guys are anthrax with Joey. Just do it. And I'll go, you know. And then he went back to Armored Saint. But So, yeah, man. That's, uh. Well, damn, that is cool, man, that you saw him on the uh, tour, at least. Yeah. Yeah. So for, you know, my top ten, I kind of had to make a rule for myself here. So I'm going to get my honorable mentions out of the way. Because they've done some covers that are really fucking badass, and so I just didn't want to yeah. count them. I wasn't going to count any covers, but I feel like Bring the Noise, Got the Time, and Antisocial are like three of their coolest fucking songs. But they're all cover songs, Yeah, technically. I mean... I was like, well, those are just going to be my honorable mentions. Get them out of the way. Make my I like that list yeah. a little bit more interesting too, and you know, because I this narrowing it down to ten was pretty hard. If I'm being honest, like I think I mentioned in a text that I could have probably easily done ten of from each singer. Yeah. You know, I mean, not the first dude, but um, <laughs> Fistful of Metal actually oh, yeah. has some cool stuff on it that. I mean, I don't know. That singer. I can't even think of what the fuck was his name. I'm drawing a blank. I know it. I just can't fucking I'm think of it. I'm drawing a blank, too. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, I just literally watched those videos, yeah. and they were talking about that guy. And they talked about the cover, how it was weird with getting punched yeah. in the face, and it still didn't make sense. He's like, yeah, he's doing a left hook, and he's holding the head, and he's going like this. But still, somebody said, oh, it's like the left hand is like this. <laughs> like, it still doesn't make sense. Or the thumb's in the wrong spot. That's funny. That's all I remember from that album was just the artwork was weird. Like, yeah. They just reissued that, too, on vinyl, and I didn't buy it. I kind of wish I would have, but, yeah, whatever, and I'm mm. babbling. Let's start the countdown. All right. Well, then, do you want to start it off, then, or? I will. Or, or actually, you just started it off with your honorable mentions. Okay. So I have some honorable mentions. Well, then you give all us right. those honorable mentions. All right. I have quite a few, too. I would just say maybe my entire honorable mention is the entire uh, Stomp album. <laughs> the entire Stomp yeah. album. Yeah. Fair enough. It's I guess. Album. Or at least because, yeah, the more I went, I thought, here's, here's a little thing uh, with the Stomp album, right? Um, you, I think you met my old coworker, um, Jason, because he went with us to that Karabi show. And I haven't seen him a lot since I left Turks, but occasionally we would get together on Fridays and watch. There was something he has on satellite or a cable or something. It's Metal Mania on Fridays, and they would show a whole bunch of 80s videos, almost like a headbanger's ball. And there was something where they showed a video from that Stomp album, and we were actually laughing at it because I was like, I can't remember if I said it or if he said it, but... 
Anthrax in the 90s, if you muted it or whatever, you could probably play a Smash Mouth song over that. And those guys looked like they would have been a Smash Mouth because they had the shorts on and, like, <clears throat> short hair, and they're, like, stomping around, and they just looked like goofy. That's terrible. You had to have been fueled, I imagine. That's So, one I yeah, like, when I ended up going into this album, I was like, eh, what's... I didn't think Stomp would be good because I guess if I'm laughing at it and I thought it was stupid, but then I'm like, fuck, dude, this album's awesome. Like, King Size oh, yeah. and how we're talking about John Bush and stuff, you know? And then they even had, like, Dimebag on that. Yeah. It's like, fuck, that is a good album, and it just kind of gets better as it goes. I'm not going to argue with you on that. So. Yeah, so, like, I guess that's why it's my honorable mention because I couldn't really pick songs from that because it would, might end up being my whole list. Basically, because yeah. then even Bear at the end is kind of a good, it's not really a ballad, but it's kind of different. Yeah. And so it's, I yeah, don't know, I mean, man. They had a few moments with John that was, they just did kind of some different shit. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so that's my honorable mention as a Stomp album. <laughs> I right. guess it's kind of a cheat, but. Well, you know. <coughs> It is what it is, right? Yeah. Like, I didn't want to pick covers and put it in my list, and you didn't want to have to choose between any of those songs. Yeah. And I get it, because I struggled with that one, too, where, like, yeah. And you it said was, it was your introduction, so it probably holds, like, a special little spot, maybe, too. Yeah, I mean, it's you. just one to go back to all the time, you know? So my number 10, my official number 10, is from Spreading the Disease. So I'm going mm. back. You're going, going way back. Going yeah. way back. And it's Madhouse. Oh, cool. It's just, to me, it's just, you know, it's a classic Anthrax song anyhow, but it kind of, I don't know, kind of like epitomizes their sound at the time. Yeah, and I think they even called one of their greatest hits Madhouse, colon, like the early years or something. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's just always... It's always in my head, too. Like, I don't know, you listen to it, you hear it, yeah. and then it's, like, in your head the rest of the day. Like, I just said the word madhouse, and, like, it's just playing in my head right now. <laughs> it's just, it's going to drive me mad. <laughs> it's a madhouse. You just, you know? Yeah. So, anyhow, nothing too deep to go into there. It's yeah. just super catchy and hard to argue It's just with a it. good song. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Sometimes it can be this that simple. It's just that simple. It's a fun one too. Yeah. So and I appreciate the fact that these guys don't really take yeah. themselves too seriously. Like they've done some pretty goofy shit too along the way. So that that is actually one thing that I wrote down too. They might be the most fun like metal band. I don't know, because it feels like too some metal bands they have to keep up like an image like yeah. fuck yeah, we're like this hard metal we're band hard. or fuck yeah, we're like satanic or something or like we're like this. Like they seem like they have some kind of image, but these guys are doing like rap songs and they're doing stuff with Public Enemy or they're doing I'm the Man. Yeah. They yeah, they got a lot of layers to them or yeah. something. I don't know. I mean, yeah, Scotty so. just genuinely doesn't give a fuck. He's just like, I just want to do what I want to do. Yeah. If I like it, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Like, I think if he just randomly wanted to do a ska song, he'd be like, fuck it. We're going to have a ska song in the middle of the anthrax yeah. album. You know? And it doesn't feel forced either, I guess. Like, some bands, they might feel forced if Why they do something. Why is ska such a weird, weird word to say? Like, I felt like every time I said it, it sounded weird coming out ska. of my mouth. It's stupid. Like, it's really stupid. And he'd okay. better not do a fucking... <laughs> song I don't want to hear yeah that's one thing with watching those YouTube things too because it seemed like those got 
like how he said they're like a fun metal band. They almost seem like really like genuine dudes too. Like yeah. they're like like you could just hang out and have a beer with them. Yeah, or even like how you're saying like Scott Ian, he was like maybe it was coming from New York, but they seemed to be more in touch with more kind of yeah styles and just like life in general or something. Right. They just seemed like I don't know real. Yeah, they're just real. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think they're just fans of music, like, and that just kind of comes out in their mm. in their shit, you know. So yeah. So I guess my number ten, it's not quite as early as yours, but it's probably. Oh no, wait, it's one of the earliest songs on my list. It's number uh, um, number ten is "In My World" from Persistence of Time. It's one album that I kind of, I like listen to it because I try to dive into all the albums, you know, and there's a lot to get into. And then I really wrote that album off, but it was just in the last like two days I went back because after watching the YouTube stuff, they were really talking about how they were almost kind of like breaking out basically with that album and like almost trying to experiment more because they had around that same era, they had uh, the Bring the Noise with Public Enemy and they were doing a lot more right, uh, stuff. So I'm like, I'm going to dive back into this album and it was just Friday. I added that song to my list. Hmm. So That's a really consistent album. Like it's really good front to back and... Yeah. It was funny because listening to it, I ended up not putting one song off that album on my list. I was like, it's such a good album. Almost like My Stomp or It's Hard to Choose or something. Yeah, I don't even know if it's that. It's just like, it's really consistent and every song is good. But then there wasn't like one song that really like yeah. stood out enough to like kick any of these out of my list you know what i mean like yeah because other than like, i see what you're time. saying because when i went back i'm like fuck why did i overlook this this is a really really good album but then what stood out actually the most of this was it kind of had those real or like raw lyrics and there's i wrote down the lyric um i'll say what i'm gonna say because i'm going to hell anyways and i was like yeah that was a pretty fun little lyric yeah way to go scotty and that's a great lyric yeah. buddy so yeah I don't know. That sold me on that song. It yeah. seemed a little bit like he's like angry and like. Hell yeah. Angry little precursor to the John Bush stuff because a lot of that's got some anger shit in it. So anger management metal. Anger management metal. I think that's, well, that might be all metal if yeah. we're being honest. True. All right. So my number nine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just keep it moving because God knows we got plenty more time to go off on yeah. some crazy yeah, We got side the time. Rants. Yeah, we got the time. By the time I'm done with this beer, I'll probably start just babbling. So, uh, anyhow, my number nine from Volume 8, Inside Out. Oh, shit! I got a feeling that's on your yep. list. It's later. It's later. Well, it's just such a badass song. Just the part, you know, I don't know. I don't want to like do my John Bush impression. I... Why not? Let it out, man. But just, I don't know where it kicks in. I mean, that I don't know, whatever. I'm not going to sing, but I was about to, and then I'm like, no, fuck it. But where he just kind of goes into the whole, like, gotta let it go, gotta let yeah, it go. Yeah, he's you almost know, just, like... I don't even know. I don't it's know a, if it's like rap, but it's kind of like a, you know? Yeah. 
and just scream at like the end of it. It's yeah. just cool. Like, I don't know. I just want to put my head through the fucking wall when I listen to it. Oh, well, do uh, it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> well, I would, Andy, except I'm the one that has to repair the drywall. Yeah, then you have to put the drywall yeah, on. I'm the guy that has to fix it. <laughs> so, anyhow, yeah, Inside Out. Dude, that is a good one. Thank you. I don't know why I'm saying thank you, because I didn't write the song, but I wish I would have. Uh, it's that cool of a song, so. All right. Andrew, where are you at with your number nine? My number nine is also on that album. It's not that song, but my number nine is the opening track, Crush, where just like right as soon as I hit play on Apple Music on that album, it's just, and I'm like, fuck, dude, this is fucking awesome. I can like fucking like, I felt extra productive at work. So see, Maui Jim, look. Maybe we should just pump anthrax into the um, speakers, and everybody's going to be just fucking, like, extra productive. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe yeah. you're onto something there. Dude, I even have a little kind of silly little uh, story for that. How, how I said I felt extra productive. I don't know. You seem to have, like, a desk job, right? So you're just kind of off in your own little, mm-hmm. like, thing, kind of doing whatever. Kind of half and half, but, yeah, I mean. Uh, well, I used to have a Bluetooth like speaker at work, and my boss is like, uh, maybe don't use that Bluetooth speaker anymore, even though I wasn't playing it that loud. So their uh, a policy is actually you can have music, but you got to have one earbud. And it's just like, uh, like you're trying to like listen, but you can't really listen. And maybe, maybe that's fine if there's some people who have music as like background or Denny says sonic wallpaper. But you and I, we're like, we're into the music, so you want to, like, take it all in and absorb it. And I can't really absorb it with no. one one earbud. So, like, I get it because you need to hear what's going on. Right. So I was trying to get into this anthrax stuff, and I'm like, fuck, I'm putting two earbuds in. Well, what happened was, like, there's a few instances in this last week where I had two earbuds in, and somebody's trying to talk to me, and I'm like, somebody was right behind me saying Andy, and I'm, like, looking around like this, like, thinking somebody's over there because, like, like... I guess my desk is almost like a wall, and this other girl's desk is, like, butted up to it. So I thought she was talking to me over the wall, but it was somebody standing directly behind me. Then another instance, like, somebody else was asking me a question, and they're like, only two earbuds, or only one earbud. And I'm like, fuck, dude, I'm trying to fucking get into anthrax here. Leave me the fuck alone and let me do my job. Fuck you and your policies. Even I went to the bathroom, and there's this late cleaning lady, Shirley, that goes around, and she'll do her rounds and clean the bathroom. And if somebody's in there, she'll knock and go, like, housekeeping. Well, I had two earbuds in when I was going to the bathroom, and she literally had to yell, housekeeping, and it was louder than my music. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> fuck. Like, I must have it too loud or something. So, like, yeah. I'm probably going to be fired on Monday. No such thing. Mm-hmm. That's too loud. Yeah. But they're, yeah, getting fired is a real thing, so... Yeah. I don't know what to tell you on that, Andy. <laughs> yeah, so maybe the anthrax isn't really that productive. The anthrax gets you fired. Yeah. <laughs> I got fired from a- from listening to anthrax. <laughs> It'd be worth it, because this is some good shit. <laughs> It'd be worth it. Who needs a job, anyhow? <laughs> you know? But, yeah, man. I don't know, man. Crush. Crush. You just fucking want to, like, I know, like, Megadeth, like, crush them or something. No, that song's terrible, but... I'm with you on it. It sounds like maybe Dave was trying to do that. Fuck, crush. Let's crush it. But then his was kind of a little bit uh, um, weaker. Yeah. 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 All right, man. Well, 
I've said my piece on my earbuds. <laughs> All right. And crushing it at work. Well, I guess it's time for my number eight. And my number eight is from the latest album, For All Kings. Oh. And the song is Breathing Lightning. Oh, damn. Well, I will also have that later on my well, list, shit. sir. We have more in common than we thought. Damn. See, I was like, I thought for sure we wouldn't have anything in common because, especially because there's so many Anthrax albums, I'm like, and there's so many different things. I'm like, fuck, maybe we're going to have like every single song somewhere. Well, Breathing Lightning is just such a good song. Like, yeah. it could have been anywhere on my list. Like, I don't know. I do it every time, though, where I'm like, I can't really rank these one through 10. But then, like, I get down to, like, my last few, and then I'll be like, well, yeah, but these are really probably my top four. But So these, the so what you're saying is these ten are your ten, but the order could change, like, tomorrow. Yeah, basically. Okay. Other than maybe, like, one. I'd say, like, my number yeah. one is probably definitely my number one, but yeah. we'll get to that later. All right. So, yeah, Breathing Lightning. I won't talk too much about it because it sounds like we'll be talking about it again. So Yeah, but do you have anything else to... Mm-hmm. No. It's just a great song. Yeah. It was, you know, like a super, super great song. Super duper, maybe. Yeah, like, I agree, because that's something, too. It's like, I thought I had, like, ones for sure that were going to make the list, and then the deeper I went, I'm like, fuck, these are, like, even that one from Persistence of Time. Yeah. It's like, shit. Because I don't know, I don't know what your method is for making a list, but I usually, like, make, like, a rough, like, ten. Yeah. Or something. And then, but in this instance, I made a playlist, or I guess lately, like the ZZ Top one, or even I think White Zombie, I made a list, a huge playlist, and then I kind of chipped it away. So it got closer to 10. Well, this was the inverse. I had 10, and then the list kept getting deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And I'm like, fuck, how do I narrow this down? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so this was like hard. This is like the hardest list, yeah. I think, because I kept digging more my shit. My method's kind of just to like write down whatever comes to the top of my head. Yeah, because like you don't want to overthink it too much. Yeah, because yeah. I'm like, well, whatever ones just kind of come out are probably most likely really my top ten. But then I'll go back and I'll be listening to everything and then kind of thinking to myself like, well, is there anything I overlooked I just didn't think about right away? And, you know, and then like usually my first initial 10 is pretty close to the final you know what i mean like i don't change it too much but you know like with this one i think there was maybe like two songs where i was like ah fuck okay i'm gonna move these in there and take that one out although it's like is it really any better yeah i don't know maybe it's because yeah because like i'm newer to the band so you've lived with these songs a lot longer and with me i'm like it's all new so i'm like fuck dude this is cool this is cool Fuck. I don't know. Everything is awesome. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's not on my list, but... That's a great song. Anthrax should cover it. (laughs) I could actually hear them doing a version of it, but... Hey, well, speaking of covers, my number eight, it's not a cover, but it's Crawl, which is from Worship Music, and I listened to the album, and I said I bought Worship Music... But the song didn't really, like, stand out until I listened to the Anthem's cover EP, where they've got a whole bunch of covers, and then somehow Crawl is at the end of all the covers that they did. Yeah. And I was like, 
fuck, that is actually is a cool song, so it kind of made me take a second. Right, like you went back to it. Yeah, and then I went back to that after the album, and I'm like, shit, why did I overlook that? Maybe it's because, like you said, that's one of the best albums, so it's so strong Yeah. that everything is just so good that it's hard to stand out, and then yeah. you hear one on its own, it's like, I don't know, it made it stand out more. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That covers things cool, too. I mean, I like like their cover of Big Eyes, the cheap yeah. song. Yeah, and they did like Boston awesome. on there. Yeah, they did some really cool stuff, but... Yeah, I mean, I wasn't going to put any of that on this list because of my rule about covers, I guess. Yeah. But I have that same rule, too. Like, I try to, like, you know, keep it to just their songs. Yeah. Well, if it was a band that I maybe wasn't as big of a fan of and didn't have enough, like, if I didn't love so much of this, I probably, you know, like, I almost just wanted to put Bring the Noise on there because it's like, well, it's so fucking awesome. Like, yeah. even though it's technically a cover... You know, it just is so fucking cool. Like, <laughs> they really, you yeah. know, you got to figure they're like the first band to really take like the metal thing and rap and kind of combine it. But anyhow, whatever. I'm not going to ramble about that song too much because it's not really on my list. And it might be on yours. And I'm no. not even going to make I. Oh. It's not, but that kind of would be one of the big things that was an introduction to Anthrax for me. They always yeah. seem kind of present because they were on, like, I'm a big soundtrack guy, and they're on a lot of soundtracks in the 90s. Like, even yeah. Last Action Hero, they're on that. Like, so I was always aware of them, but then, like, I think Rock 106 and even, like, a 99X would play Bring the Noise a lot. And I was always, like, I thought that that was Anthrax. I didn't think it was Public Enemy, and then Anthrax did. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. actually the funny thing was, I think I I think I read it in Scott Ian's book, actually. Um, the way that they recorded that was they were wanting to get together and recut it. But, like, Chuck D's schedule, they couldn't really get it lined up or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so they ended up just saying, like, okay, well, just, like, send us just the uh, the vocal take from your version, you know? So oh, okay. Basically, so they kind of remixed him <laughs> into their own Yeah, they basically, it. yeah, they just went in and, like, wrote their version to that, to, like, the original kind of, you know what I mean? And then, like, took his vocal track from the original and put it on there. So it, like, oh. wasn't even really, like, re-recorded, uh, oh. you know? It's the exact same vocal track huh. as the Public Enemy version. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of a interesting story because it seems like that would be, like, a huge pain in the ass, like, I don't know, back in the day, you know, of tape. Yeah, like, now it would be a lot easier. Yeah, now it's Especially like, oh, people cool. recording stuff in the pandemic and, like, email and stuff. Yeah, you but. could just sit there and, like, yeah email it to a guy and have him drop it in there and it's like oh yeah. done huh. but back then I guess it would have been a little bit more uh, time consuming you know mail the tapes and then they get there and then you gotta sit there and splice his parts into yeah. the, I don't know I don't know how they technically did it but yeah, it might be before Pro Tools or I don't know when that came around uh, yeah it probably would have been just right before it because uh jeez when that song come out like 90 yeah so yeah I don't know 
Anyhow, I already lost track of where uh, the fuck we're at. I'm not going to lie. You're number seven, because I just did eight with Crawl. Ah, uh, okay. Well, my number seven is from Stomp. Oh. And I know it won't be on your list, because... Because <laughs> I already had the whole album. You already had the whole album. <laughs> Fueled, which we were kind of talking about, because yeah. it was probably the video you were referencing. No, actually, I think the video that I referenced might have been nothing, because it had, like, a cow in it. Oh, I forgot there was a video for that, too. I mean, these... Singles from yeah. that album just disappeared. They came out and flew under the radar and yeah. didn't do much. I think that record really didn't do that well. Um, but like I said, it was kind of my introduction to them, and mm-hmm. I always loved it. And, and uh, I think if I'm remembering correctly, Dimebag played the solo on Fueled as well. So, because I think he just played like a couple solos. On yeah, because I think he did a he. It wasn't at the Dan Spitz that we mentioned. He like left after yeah. Sound of White Noise, so they kind of didn't. They didn't really fill it with the guitar player. Or, or no, they just had, yeah, they just had Dimebag they, come in on both those albums, yeah. like uh, Stomp and Volume Eight. And do oh, I think I read something stuff. too, where that uh, Charlie, um, the drummer, he was doing a lot of like guitar work on the albums too. Yeah, I think he did some of the writing with Scotty, and I think they wrote yeah. a lot of the stuff. But yeah, that Charlie. Benante, that's how you pronounce his last name. Yeah. Yeah, sounds right. Anyhow, <laughs> he put out a new, uh, like a uh, solo album. Huh. I don't remember when it came out. If it, I just heard it fairly recently, and I didn't ever uh, go back and finish the whole record, actually. But it was really weird because I put it on, was like, fuck, this sounds like U2 or something. Like, I almost forgot what I was even listening to. Really? Like, it doesn't sound anything like you would expect a member of Anthrax to do. Hmm. It was really weird. But, anyhow. Yeah, so my number seven's Fueled. Awesome. I'm sticking to it. All right. No, no complaints, no arguments. My number seven is from Volume 8, which might be a theme to this um, list of mine. But my number seven is one you already talked about, Inside Out. And yeah, like how, like you were saying, he's almost got, I guess, maybe the rap vocals or something. There's like, I don't know, there's a lot of shift to that song. Like it starts off with almost some kind of intro, then there's a verse, and there's a pre chorus, and there's a then there's a chorus, but he's almost doing that kind of gotta let it go or something like where it's got some kind of effect on it, you yeah, know? Yeah, it almost has like an AM radio effect with kind of Yeah, or like, you know what, Rob Zombie always puts a lot of effects on his vocals. Or yeah. even I was thinking of Scott Weiland, how he would talk into like... The megaphone thing. Yeah, like Cracker Man or something, he would do that. It kind of has some weird effect, but then it shifts into something else. It's only like one little part of yeah. that song. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, it almost seems like... The verse, the pre-chorus, and the chorus are three different songs. Yeah, yeah, like they're three different things, but it all, it all blends together, and it, yeah, yeah, it fits. Yeah, I mean that's a cool song. That album was really cool. Anyhow, like when it came out, I remember it just feeling different. You know, like it just seemed like, I don't know. I feel like Sound of White Noise, Stomp, and Volume Eight are three very distinctly different albums. Yeah. I don't know, but that's just that's just my take on it. But seems like they were doing a lot of like even with Dimebag. Maybe it's the Dimebag influence bleeding over, but they've got like a groove to a lot of songs on like <coughs> Volume Eight. I think that kind of sounds like 
yeah, like they weren't a thrash band at that point. They sound kind of like they're doing like a little bit of Pantera, but maybe a little right. bit of like Corn or something. Yeah. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of like bassy kind of yeah, I mean, stuff it's not, to it too. I don't know how to explain it because it's still metal, but it's not. And like yeah. it doesn't, like We've Come For You All was probably the closest with John Bush that they sounded as far as making like a, more traditional yeah. album. Yeah, I like that word traditional. Yeah, because these kind of aren't. Yeah, it's like no. A, well, and like Stop Four Forty Two is almost. I mean, it's metal, but it was almost more hard rock. Like it was more like just kind of rock and roll songs, you know. And I feel like Sound of White Noise was almost like alternative e in a way. Like they kind of sound like Helmet meets Rage Against the Machine meets Pantera. Yeah, like the best of the '90s, kind of like right. Yeah, something helmet. like that's a good comparison I never thought about that but I like helmet so yeah. he kind of he kind of almost barks a lot or something or <laughs> so I don't know I don't know what to say that what is it Paige Hamilton he's yeah. got like a real distinct kind of vocal yeah. thing too yeah where he doesn't sing no, yeah, it's, I don't. Yeah. He's like a drill sergeant or like that guy in uh, <laughs> what is that Full Metal Jacket? If he was a metal singer, oh, that's geez. what I think of with Helmet. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> I would like to see Helmet live. They're touring again, and I oh think really? They were. Hell, I don't know. They may not be. They may uh-huh. have been, and now everything is getting canceled again. Yeah, so. pushed to twenty twenty two. Yeah, or so who fucking knows what's even going on? All right, man. And so, so what's your sixth? I'm getting lost easy. Is that what we're on? Okay. So my sixth one, this one is weird because, I mean, it's a really good song, but I almost feel like Charlie's drum performance on it is what makes it one of my favorite songs because he has just some of the most badass fucking licks, drum licks, yeah. whatever the hell you want to say. But Dude, he's almost like the MVP of the band, dude, I feel like. Dude, yeah. He is really, it's crazy that you don't hear more people talk about what a great drummer he is. I mean, people that know he's a great drummer know he's a fucking great drummer, but, like, I don't feel like he gets the credit. That he's he the guy that makes you want to put your head through the wall? He is. <laughs> so, nobody knows anything from We've Come For You All. Oh, shit. I don't even know if I'm I'm that familiar with that song. It's not ringing a bell, but shit. Listen to it, cause dude, like, the drums on it, like he's got like this real just fast thing. I don't know how yeah. to even, you know, it's got a great hook too. But it's just like, to me, some of these drum patterns, I guess we'll call them, or whatever that he does in the song in between certain parts, it's just. I don't know how to describe it without like playing the song and going right there. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. That's the fucking thing. <laughs> so I don't know. It's just badass. That song stood out to me on that album ever since I first fucking bought that album when it first came out. And uh, it's just always because of the drums. It's always like, fuck, oh. I forgot how awesome these drums are. Even awesome. though I never really forgot, but yeah. you know, whatever I mean by that. <laughs> but no, it's a fucking cool yeah. song. And you know, Sometimes the, you know, sometimes the guitar is the reason you fucking love a song, right? You're just like, ah, yeah, the song's okay, but that fucking riff is so badass. It's my favorite, you know, song of theirs. Even though it yeah. might not technically be the best song, but to me, this one's pretty unique because it's like 
how many times do the drums just really make you think, oh, fuck, I love this song. This song could be, he could just be singing, like, the fucking ingredients off the back of a Pop-Tarts <laughs> box or something. It doesn't even matter to me because the yeah. drums are so fucking cool. You put that beat to it, and it's like... See, that's what it was yeah. like with that crush. Oh, like, yeah. I don't know, man. It's got like that... Yeah, anyhow. Um... So nobody knows anything. Right. Check it out. You'll like it. I will check it out. I'm going to do that <laughs> right hmm. after we're done, maybe. Well, so your number six is where we're at. That's another one that you already had on your list, but I had it higher. It's Breathing Lightning from For All Kings. And that song, how we were talking, you, you actually summed that up. It's For All Kings is a traditional metal album. And I was thinking, this song is so fucking catchy, and it's got like a hook, you yeah. know? It just sounds like the kitchen sink of all these metal ingredients thrown into a song. And yeah. it's like, I want to have it higher, and it should be higher, but some of those other songs were like maybe a little bit more like, not sentimental or something, but some of those other songs later that I'll get to... <coughs> Those were the top five, but this one is, like, right, right there. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. Like, it's such a well-written song that it's like, yeah, you might like other songs better than this one, but there's no denying that it might technically be one of their best songs they've ever written. Like, yeah. It's just so good. You know, it's probably just, like, not higher on my list because I haven't lived with it quite as long. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because it's most it's recent album. It's still a pretty album, new yeah. album, and I don't feel like I've listened to it enough still I've owned it for what it come out like three years ago 2016 because that's what we were saying like oh, Megadeth wow. had an album God, that, that year and Metallica hard. they all had their last album that year so it's kind of cool how they all had an yeah, album they're like super fucking due for yeah that's crazy I mean I knew they were working on I think yeah. they're working on a new album so but it's just like yeah they're really fucking it's like you said they keep getting album. better and it's like fuck maybe like yeah, so... Yeah, no, that's a great album. I actually woke up with that For All Kings song in my head this morning. Yeah. I think it was because I was, like, sitting out on the patio listening to music last night, and I ended up putting that album on, yeah. you know, and went to bed. Maybe a little tipsy, I don't know. But, uh... <laughs> so it was just, like, engraved in my fucking brain. I woke up, and that chorus was just going through my head, but... And the thing... Yeah, it's like, I don't know, man. That was a good song. Like, the one where it really stuck out to me was I was driving. And I'm like, fuck. Like, yeah. some of these songs, like, I need to watch. Yeah. I need to watch my speed Use listening to the cruise to these control, songs. Andy. Yeah. Tell you what I got No, like, my car doesn't have cruise control. Oh, really? No, it doesn't. It's, it's like a base model, so, or something basic. I didn't know that they sold cars without cruise control nowadays. Yeah. You know? It's kind of like powered windows, like... Even, like, your base model cars usually still have power windows. Mine has power um, windows. My other ones, like, didn't. But I don't have a fob thing like a lot of people do now. Mm. Yeah, I don't. I still have a key on mine. But I don't know. I like things to, like, I kind of wish I didn't have power windows. Like, they're nice. But, like, when those (laughs) things quit working, they quit working. Yeah. And then it's a pain in the dick. Whereas, like, if you have just a 
Yeah, manual. Like they need crank. to just have like your regular crank windows on top of power windows. So like right. if your power windows go out, you can still crank the window. Yeah, down. you can just turn the switch off. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't they do that? Yeah, they've got the window lock feature, so you can lock all the windows. Why yeah. not just have the switch to the? Because what are you gonna do yeah. if you're just like your window? You have to get your window down, and it's like. Yeah. It's like boiling hot. We're in a heat wave like now. Yeah. You just got to get it down. I don't know why. I don't know why we're going on a rant about power windows. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, again, I already lost track of where the hell we're at. What is your number five then? My number five. My number five is kind of different because it's a classic anthrax song, but I specifically picked. The version from Greater of Two Evils, which was the album where they Oh, is that with John Bush? Yeah. Like, yeah, I tried to look that up, but it's not on any streaming thing. Like, they just got oh, rid of it. Oh, yeah. I got yeah. it on CD. I actually had it, like, in the car and was cranking the fuck out of it. I forgot how much I liked it. And I really liked, like, that whole thing. I like all those versions really well. It's just, like, specifically, though, the two songs from Fistful of Metal were really fucking awesome. And so I put uh, Metal Thrashing Mad, the Bush version, as oh. my number five. Cool. Yeah, See, you I haven't heard it. It's fucking those, awesome. Like, yeah, it's like... I mean, it's really cool. Like, a lot of the other songs are cool, too. But, like, most of the Joey stuff, like, I still really like those versions. So I'm like, well, I'm not going to pick, like, not to give any songs away, but, like, I'm not going to pick, you know the John Bush version of that song or blah, blah, blah. Like, cause in some ways it's like, I didn't really want to count anything off that. Cause it's not really like, I don't know how to word it, but it's almost not like an official release. I mean, it was, but it's almost like covers. It's almost like anthrax covering yeah. themselves with a newer singer, but I thought it was badass. I thought that whole thing sounded so fucking cool. I loved it when it came out. Yeah. Cause and, I wanted to track it down. And this was the hard. first time I went back and revisited it, you know, and huh. it was like, in a while and I'm like fuck man I forgot how cool this was but specifically like the two songs Death Rider and Metal Thrashing Mad were so fucking cool because those songs were great on Fistful of Metal but like you just want like a better vocal delivery than yeah. what's on that album hmm. and like honestly those two are the standout of that record The Greater of Two Evils like I just love those versions and so yeah. Metal Thrashing Mad's kind of like, I don't know. It's just very anthraxy, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he just, I don't know. It's just a hmm. great fucking song. So, yeah. So there you go. So maybe they should have just, instead of um, doing Joey and songs from that first album, they should have just re recorded the first album with John Bush, maybe. Possibly. Yeah. I would have been fine with that. Yeah. But that's probably maybe, I don't know. Then you're kind of bastardizing your own catalog a little bit. Oh, true. So I don't know. I, I had this thought how you were saying re-recording songs or like John Bush. I guess where I'm going with this is I'm kind of a little bit jealous that you saw the John Bush era because, yeah, the John Bush era, he's going to be doing those songs and the early Joey stuff, but now if you see Joey, they're only going to be doing the early Joey and the new Joey. Right. So it's kind of like if you saw Sabbath with Dio, you're going to get a little bit of the best of both worlds. Because if you yeah. 
80 through 82 when Dio was in there, they were still doing Paranoid and like one or two other Ozzy songs with Dio on vocals. But then when Ozzy came back in the band, obviously Ozzy's not going to do any of the early era stuff. They're just going to do just the Ozzy Sabbath stuff. So it's kind of like the same kind of thing. Yeah. You know, now those songs are kind of almost lost. Yeah, it is kind of a bummer because that was just a really good chunk of time and great songs. Yeah. And so it's, it is a bummer because it's like you got this band that put out this whole catalog of material that they'll never play again. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like they really do need to, uh, I don't know, and they probably wouldn't agree. They'd be like, what do you mean we need to? We don't fucking need to do anything. Yeah. <clears throat> but, you know, I think the reason, the whole reason that they got Joey back was because, you know, they were playing to smaller and smaller crowds, but then, like, you get the classic lineup back that everybody Yeah, it's kind remembers. of more, it's a more money-making yeah. thing. I mean, I wouldn't, the I wouldn't blame them for that. nostalgia factor comes in, yeah. and they went from playing, you know, to 300 people at Expo Gardens to playing, getting put on, like, every fucking festival and headlining yeah. some of the festivals and... Yeah. It's weird. Like, I didn't really understand it because I was like, I don't get it. They're awesome with John Bush. They Why do they need to get Joey back? Yeah. You know? But now, I mean, I'd love to. I'm glad they have Joey back. The records are fucking awesome, and I'd love to see him with Joey now. Yeah. You know? Because I, I never saw him with him. So I'd be all about it, man. I mean, I don't know. Whole uh, other rant, but yeah. I mean, they really are just a fucking band that stood the test of time, man, and are fucking, you know, so... Yeah good that they've I I almost didn't realize what a fucking fan I was until starting to make this list and go back and listen to everything and I'm like dude it's so funny because like I still go back and listen to Anthrax all the time so like yeah. even though I went back and listened to all these albums but you didn't realize list, how much you did but it's like something. I already was going back all the time like yeah. I don't like put these records away and walk away from them for that yeah. fucking long I mean you know, it's kind of like Molly present. Cruz, Too Fast for Love. Like, you know, there's not a year that goes by where I don't listen to that album front to back, you know. Hmm. So it is kind of like that. Like, it's just I go back to these albums all the time. So Man, man, I'm kind of losing track because we're doing rants within I know, rants. I and I'm, mention, I'm mentioning Dio Sabbath, which is off the rails. Well, I feel like I'm finally, like, uh, mentally where I normally am with these right. podcasts. I was struggling at the beginning a little bit, but... Like, I'm glad Yay, you're beer. here, man. I'm glad Yay, you're beer. here. Yeah, hey, welcome to the party, Brent. Yeah. Uh, my number five, I had one from this album already. From It's from Worship Music. But my number five is I'm Alive. And that song, it's it's a cool song, but, like, I started visualizing when I hear it. It's got that little chant at the beginning. Oh. Yeah. And I was like, that would be so cool if that would be the cool, like, opener song, you know? Like, bands usually just have a curtain, and the curtain drops, and the band's playing. I'm like, they should, like, march out in robes. And in then robes. Rip off the robes and then start jamming out. That'd be, like, a cool kind of visual, you know? I don't know. It just... They're wearing clothes under these robes, though, right? Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just it's just, like, I don't know. Or like Didn't know exactly hooded, what you were hoping Hooded for. cloaks. Maybe cloaks instead of robes would be the thing. They look like a bunch of monks. Yeah, they come out. Marching you think out. It, you think it's like maybe they're, they're doing a funeral out. procession thing, and then boom, boom, it just fucking launches into that riff and stuff. Huh. I don't know, man. 
I saw that they do play it live, but I just think that would be a better opener yeah. or something to get your <laughs> fucking blood pumping. I guess I haven't really, like, looked up and seen what they've been playing live. Yeah. But I think we need to probably find out. Yeah. Maybe we need to go see Anthrax sometime soon. Fuck, that'd be badass. Which, All right, so yeah, what's your... I guess for the four? sake of keeping on, it's In the End from Worship Music, oh, nice. which was the song that was like the Dimebag and Ronnie James Dio tribute thing. I think they did a video that kind of had some kind of tribute thing to them or something. Awesome. Oh, I, I didn't know about that. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's a... Uh, yeah, that song, it's kind of like the breathing lightning of worship music I think like yeah. it almost it just has like a chorus that's so fucking undeniably great that it's like the more I lived with it I was like god this song just gets better with age to where I just think it's one of their best fucking songs they've ever written yeah like I agree that whole album was like strong that's why it was hard to just have like I have two from that yeah I have yeah yeah I can't really give anything away, but it's like you said about Stomp. Like, I could have almost made worship music my whole fucking list. It's so good. You know, or at least like half my list could have been that easily. But anyhow. I yeah, think- you know, I'm just going to have to take a pause and look up because there was one that I actually I knocked off the list for I'm Alive and um, Crawl that was actually on there on there before. It was uh, The Devil You Know. That was one that was uh, like an early contender, yeah, too. So it's like that album is just so strong. It is. It's the devil that you know. Or something. I yeah. don't know, man. Let it's the like right one up. in, which he, yeah. in that documentary, he talks about how he, that, he had that lyric, let the right one in, from the movie. Yeah. And he was like wanting to use it in a song for like forever. And then finally, like, you know. Oh, cool. So, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, man, there's just a lot to choose from from that album. Yeah, my brain is just going to, like, start thinking of other songs that's not on my list, and then I'm going to start, like, wanting to talk about those. All right, well, then I better better move on, though. Keep it rolling. Number four is this is my earliest uh, song, so I didn't go back as early as you. But my number four is Indians from Among the Living. Just because that... Yeah. The drum, it it's so Iron Maiden like. It's like I don't on know. the harmonizing guitar thing. Yeah, yeah, it just sounds like an Iron Maiden song. Not that they ripped them off, but maybe in that style and stuff. And even like how I said I watched like a few times. I went over to Jason's house for like this like couple hour long metal block, almost like a Headbangers Ball thing. As like the bumper music. They would use that or whatever when they came back from commercial <coughs> break before they went to the next video. Right. They would have that and they would have some kind of like little clip, like little thing or something. So at first I'm like, I've heard this drum beat before. And I was like, oh yeah, that's what it's from. So this is going to be the part where we officially disagree, which it was bound to happen. Oh. I mean, oh, obviously our good. list isn't dead good. on, but Indians is like the one of their like quote-unquote hits that I absolutely just don't give a fuck about. Oh, really? Like, it's always been one of you those... You don't give a shit like, about Indians? 
How dare you? They're like the original American. I realize that I should be crying for the Indians. The Native Americans, man. Even the crying Indian with the trash on the highway. Look, man, I got a lot of (laughs) Cherokee in me, so maybe that's the problem is that I just feel like it's a little phony. It's not not real Indian enough. No, I just, for some reason, I've never... It's like I can appreciate the quirkiness of it because it's got, like, the guitar riff that kind of... Sounds like yeah. Then they kind of do that kind of Indian, Indian thing, Native American yeah. thing later in the song. Yeah, I yeah. know what you're saying that does kind of seem kind of weird. Like I mean, and they're like always. They've always been kind of goofy, and obviously, yeah. like they just have fun. Yeah. But like for some reason, that song just never did it for me. You know, yeah. like I don't know. I never go and say oh i want to listen to it oh, okay maybe maybe it's because i like iron maiden a lot that's kind of got that kind of well that's fine i'm not trying to talk you out of it i'm just saying like everybody has yeah. that song by by a band where it's like okay it's a huge hit but yeah. like i don't even get why like i don't really get why this is everyone's favorite. <laughs> well see i'm glad we actually disagreed because before we were just like yeah look we got these same yeah, songs it's like we, we love actually... john bush now we're like fuck you you don't like fucking indians man <laughs> cry for the indians man have a heart I tried. You're just heartless. I tried to like you, it. You are the guy that throws trash out your window as you're driving by. Well, and dude, the it's Indian cried because of you. It's funny because, <laughs> like, I'm really not a huge fan of, but don't mind it as much, the song I Am The Law, like, which yeah. is, you know, one of their big songs, too. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, whatever, you know. Which actually, hey, side rant, but it's related. I bought that Among the Living graphic novel. Oh, Oh, you did? I've seen the advertised for a while. Maybe, but I don't know. I just bought it because I'm not even like a big comic book guy, but I thought, well, I'll buy it since I'm a fan, and I'll just kind of glance through it. I'll read it. Like, I've read some of it, you know, but, like, I just read it in small portions, like in the morning, like Mm -hmm. on a Sunday morning. Not today, but get up, drink my coffee flip to where I left off and because you know it's like song by song there's kind of like a story for every song an anthology kind and so of thing. yeah I just kind of like and different writers and artists and stuff did each song and stuff yeah. so it's pretty cool I mean I can appreciate it for the fact that like the artwork's cool and I'm a fan of the uh, band nice. so it's like kind of funny to just kind of see the different interpretations of the songs and stuff from that album but I mean, at the end of the day, once I finally make it through the whole thing, I'm going to just buy a frame to hang it on the wall and just have it, you know. It'll just look like any other picture oh, hanging nice. on my wall. So, you know, I thought, well, yeah, it's kind of... And it wasn't that expensive, like 20 bucks. So, I mean, Yeah, because I think that that's... I don't know if you've seen it or something, but that's like, seems to be the thing now with, like, bands. is because not just Anthrax, but Dio has one as like a holy diver graphic novel yeah. and there's even like alter bridge has some what? from the same company and even blondie or something wow. so you can buy the graphic novel or you can buy like like the graphic novel with a picture disc of the album then there's another deluxe thing where you can get that the picture disc like um like some kind of album artwork as like a print or something yeah. so you can just put the print up that would be something to frame and then there's yeah. like all these different levels of things so I think that that's their new huh. way yeah, to reissue shit yeah cause I ordered shit. that October Rust thing and there's a print that comes with it like if you order it off their website it comes yeah. with like a poster yeah so I thought well that's kind of cool like frame that up hang it up I yeah. mean I'm already kind of running out of room on my walls but why not clutter it up some more whole other rant guys yeah. see I hope you all enjoyed that story rants within rants so I don't where mm-hmm. are we at again 
I'm I just did three. Indians and you and you disputed and it. And I hated it. Yeah. But that's okay. So my number three is at number three because this was like I told the story earlier of first getting into anthrax and how Stomp 442 was kind of like my intro. And I think even though it wasn't like the first time ever hearing them and I had heard stuff like Bring the Noise and whatever before that, but this was the album I really, 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 really fucking got into them on. Hmm. I think the opening track just has always fucking stuck with me. Random acts of senseless violence because it is like (laughs) A, one of the most badass metal titles. Like, like I just knew when I saw that fucking name that the song was going to be awesome. I'm like, I, that's such a fucking crazy, cool fucking title. Like, how is this song not going to be the shit? And then it just has that opening riff that's just like nothing but like a palm, or yeah. not even a palm mute, but like a string mute where it's like sloppy kind of punk sound. You know? And I don't know, dude. Like, that song's just so cool. Like, just the opening lyric, yeah. you know? Shut up, don't pass the blame, not a goddamn thing, but the names have changed or whatever, you know? And yeah. it's just, like, cool. It's kind of like you were talking about Inside Out, how it's, like, he almost raps at times or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's kind of, like, this is, like, the one time where they were kind of, like, doing the rap thing a little bit, but it wasn't, like, silly. Because, like, Bring the Noise wasn't really silly, but, like, I'm the man and all the other yeah. times that they kind that of was did. Silly. I'm like, the man. I'm so bad. I need detention. <laughs> and that's from a movie. I can't remember yeah. what the movie was, but um, that's where they got that from. God, what was that fucking movie? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they always did like the goofy shit, right? Yeah. And they had like starting up a posse and like there's some really stupid ass songs they do, yeah. which is like, they're always fun to listen to because they're, they're just fun, stupid songs. But I feel like Random Acts of Senseless Violence was, like, the closest thing to them. Like, he's almost rapping during the verse, you know? And then, like, the chorus, he, he kind of just screams the title, but then and then there's just, like, the talking thing in between the chorus and the verse. Random Acts of Senseless. You know? yeah. I don't know, man. It's just, like... Man, it's so weird, because, like, I was diving into those, like, albums, like I said, and, like, it sounds like... I guess even I said, like, Stomp's probably going to suck or something like that. Yeah, like, you just thought. Yeah, like and, like, seeing online, people hate this album, but you like the album, I like the album. Like, this friend of mine, Paul, that's, like, one of Denny's uh, uh, friends, he he loves the album, too. So it's like, hey, like, good, I'm not wrong in this. Like, I, I don't know how like, you'd be a metal fan and not like the album. I yeah. Mean, I don't know, so many layers and shit. I don't know. And, like, so it's not on my list, Spoiler alert, but like, yeah, like you said, there were so many cool songs. Like King Size was fucking badass. Riding yeah. Shotguns, fucking badass. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's really hard to like not just put half that record on here. Well, so we are at your number three. My number three. Ooh, I love this song, man, and especially how you were just talking about Random Acts of Senseless, Random Acts of Senseless, or whatever. Yeah. You know, that's how that goes. Yeah, kind of right. like mine is. Well, it's just like that song, but it's on volume eight. It's Killing Box. And it's like, he kind of says almost kind of the same thing. And I wrote this down. I have always been an experiment in terror. At least I can only kill you once. 
I was like, fuck. I don't know, dude. <laughs> like the anger management metal. Yeah. And it's just like, it's got, I think it's got Dimebag on that uh, uh, too. Yeah. And it's just like killing box. I left you in a killing box. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Oh, shit. Andy's it's cool. singing. I don't know, man. It's got that kind of like, I wrote down too, Helmet Meets Corn or something. Because it's right. got kind of some kind of corn groove, but then he's got that commanding kind of shit from Paige Hamilton. I don't know, man. It's like a good melting pot of like yeah. all the 90s metal. I feel like that album was kind of their closest thing to doing like a new metal album. Yeah. But not enough to Yeah, wear. but they still didn't go full like right. new metal. It's it like their up. own version yeah, of it. Yeah, like you yeah. go back and listen to it and it's not... It's kind of dated sounding for them, but like it still yeah. holds up. So, yeah, man. No, I get it. I'm I with you. Left you in a killing box, and all I could think of too is like um, the end of Seven, where the head's in the box. <laughs> What's in the box? Yeah. What's in the box? Yes, yeah. I don't know. Like... <laughs> that's such a great scene, too. Yeah. Fuck, man. That's a that's really one of Brad Pitt's best scenes <laughs> ever. That and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where he throws Bruce Lee against the car. My two favorite Brad Pitt moments. <laughs> so I'm going to move it along because I feel like this is a long episode of yeah, us just fucking is. going on tons of side rants. So my number two, you brought it up, oh. so I had to like not acknowledge it too much. But you had to have a good poker face? Yeah, I tried. But so the devil you know. like. Oh, okay, cool. That song is just too fucking cool like i remember getting that album and listening to that and just thinking what the fuck i was wrong like that was the moment where i was like i was fucking wrong like this is gonna be awesome having joey back in the band like he obviously learned like something by watching these guys with john bush and listening to the stuff for so many years and so they make the song and it's fucking heavy and you know he just like the verses and shit, like he sounds almost like John Bush, but then all of a sudden, like the chorus comes and he's singing and it's Joey and there's more range, you know, like he's higher, but like he's not obnoxiously high. Yeah, it's like I don't know if this is a good word for it, but he sounds more powerful, yeah, or something and really melodic. Like, I mean, just yeah, it's such a heavy song with such a great fucking melody on the chorus. I mean, and just that whole the way it starts with that whole. And there's like the pause and shit. Gotta go with the devil that you know. Yeah, dude, that's I don't even know. See, I can't do it. That song's so badass, man. It's like, I don't know, man. It's just so fucking cool. And then I always like when you hear the other guy sing too, like, you know, you got the, like, Scott Ian and and Frankie always doing like the, the backing vocals. You know, and they come in and kind of do, like, the chant yeah. thing, like, in between the melody of the chorus, yeah. you know. I, I don't know, whatever. Like, it's hard for me to put it into words. Again, yeah. I'd have to, like, sit here and sing it and sound like an idiot, or I'd have to just, like, play the song and be like, that! that's the fucking thing. <laughs> but it's just, like, God, dude, like. I get it, too, because it was on my short list, or it was one I cut. Yeah. So. But, I mean, well, like, what band? 30 fucking years into their career writes one of their best fucking songs ever. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you think about it, and it's like, man, there's not too many fucking bands that do that. Like, most of the time, especially with these bands, you're like, 
yeah, dude, that new album's really like with Metallica. It's always like, oh yeah, man, sounds more like their classic stuff. Yeah. But you still don't like it as much as their classic stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's like this. I don't know. Maybe it's like. I had a thought and I almost lost it, but it's like some of those bands, you know, when like, like, I think we've talked about The Who before when we were doing album reviews and like going through consistently yeah. stuff. You're like, oh, The Who, it sounds okay, but it's like almost like not the same. Yeah, it's not who's next and it's not. So those guys that are still putting out stuff, they don't really need to and it's not really as good or like Kiss albums like 30 years later. Yeah. But I think metal fans, they're more like, they're going to let you know when shit sucks. Right. So it's like, they almost hold you to a higher standard. So it's like, you have to. Yeah. You have to. Like, metal fans are like, I don't know, they're vicious. Or they're the ones on the internet. They're like, fuck, you fucking suck. So it's like, they have to keep doing right. stuff. I don't know. Well, it's weird. Metallica's a weird band to me because I feel like Metallica is the metal band that everybody always makes excuses for. Like... Hey, well, wait. To go off on, I think how how you said thirty years in your career, you're not you're maybe not going to have some of your best songs. I really like from Death Magnetic Cyanide. I'd put that up with some of the old old days. There's good stuff, stuff on Death Magnetic, and not to spend too much yeah. time talking about yeah. Metallica, but like, I guess my point is like every time Metallica puts something out. Everybody's going, well, this sounds more like their old stuff. But then, like, they all still like their old stuff, like, way better. And they really don't, you know. Like, yeah. you, you get the new Metallica album, you crank it for a week and then put it away. And then the next time you pick up Metallica, you listen to Master mm -hmm. of Puppets or Ride the Lightning. I'm not saying you, yeah. but I'm just saying, like, uh, most yeah. people. Yeah. Whereas, like, dude, like, why make excuses for Metallica when Anthrax is putting out shit that's better than the stuff they put yeah. out back in their heyday? The New Testament album is the best fucking thing they've put out since, you know, Souls of yeah. Black. So, like, why are you worried about, like, I could give two fucks if Metallica puts out another record because, like, if it's good, I'll buy it. Like, I liked yeah. Hardwired, had stuff on it that I liked, but, like, I just think I'm over that band in a way. Like, mm. like I just probably don't. They haven't put anything out to where I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck, I didn't even know I needed a new Metallica album, but apparently I needed a new Metallica album, you know? Whereas with, like... I get what you're saying. The New Testament yeah. album, I was blown away. I was like, fuck, this is fucking killer. And yeah. then, like, the last couple Anthrax albums, I'm like, I didn't even want Joey back in the band, and they just fucking hit two home runs back-to-back -back and made me a fucking believer out of them all Maybe they never again. set the bar as high as Metallica did. I don't know. <sighs> I'm not sure why I just went on a Metallica rant, but we'll save that for another episode. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I think we're going on to your number two. My number two, it's from an album that you already touched on, but not the same song. And it's actually kind of cool. Um, well, I'll say the song, but... It's actually, it's your number two, but it's only actually kind of cool. Oh. Well... <laughs> it was just a funny way you put it, sorry. I hate to say that... Or, yeah, like, I guess I didn't know where I was going with this. My number two is uh, Safe Home from, oh, yeah. from We've Come For You All. And, like, how I said I was kind of aware of Anthrax and aware of them from soundtrack things, there was something back in 03 um, that I think I got a free um, soundtrack thing from the radio station, one of the first CDs I ever got when I was working there. 
and they brought back um, Headbangers Ball on MTV2 with Jamie Josta. So they put out a compilation, and they had Safe Home on this Headbangers Ball compilation. So that really stood out to me, and I really liked that song. Um, but here's a little side rant that I have. I Sometimes you might have, do you ever have moments where you'd kind of want to go back in time and be like, fuck, I totally would have fucking nerded out at that moment. Because there was something, 2013, Volbeat was performing in Bloomington. And Bayhan's like, hey, like, come to the Volbeat show. And he was going to interview, um, what is it, Michael uh, from um, Volbeat. And so I was going to take pictures, and this girl was going to, like, record it or something while he was, he was doing that. So I wasn't really totally familiar with Anthrax, and I was, a, and I was aware of Volbeat from the radio um, singles. Well, then after the interview, we met the full band, and this dude comes in, and he's real cool, and he's got a goatee and, like, a beanie on. And I got a photo with him, and I was like, hey, man, cool, and all this stuff. Turns out that was Rob uh, Caggiano. Yeah. Who was in Anthrax on, he produced We've Come For Your Wall and worship music. So if I could go back like 10 years ago, I'd be like, fuck, dude, you did these fucking cool Anthrax albums. (laughs) Fuck. And I met this guy and I didn't even have the Uh, awareness of it. So it's probably better I didn't nerd out in front of him. Yeah. That's cool, though. I mean, you know now, like, oh, fuck, I met that dude. Yeah. That's cool, you know. Yeah, like, I remember the one thing from that meet and greet, though, was I had seen Danko Jones right before that, and I told Bayhan, fuck, Danko Jones is fucking awesome. And he's just like, eh, whatever, Danko Jones, whatever. Yeah, two I, years later, he's wearing a shirt. I've never heard of this. <laughs> well, no, when the band, I was telling Bayhan before the meet and greet, then when the band comes in, I think the bass player of Volbeat's wearing a Danko Jones shirt, and Bayhan nudges me, and he goes, hey, look at the shirt. And I'm like thinking, like, fuck yeah, he, even he knows Danko he Jones is it. awesome. Yeah. So I don't know, like I felt no, I mean, validated like, in the yeah. Denko Jones thing, but now I'm like, fuck, I was totally the anthrax thing was lost. Well, on me. hey, better to be a late bloomer than a no bloomer. You know? You well, got thank it. You, you man. got it, man. Yeah. Now you know. Yeah. So I guess we're moving on to our number one. This All is right, the big man. the big the big moment here. Now to me, I feel like this might be my most basic bastard moment on this list but at the same time i mean really with anthrax is there a basic bastard moment because even like their hits aren't really hits you know what i mean it's not like oh what's your favorite aerosmith song sweet emotion oh okay dork Uh, yeah because almost like it's like they're still kind of underground yeah sorry to talk over you but yeah like i guess their big hits would be like bring the noise and like got the time right yeah so we're like covers yeah covers so yeah yeah so what do you do with that but uh no i mean i guess yeah like and even like that is still kind of not super mainstream so like when you talk about anthrax hits they're still not necessarily that big a hit so my number Hmm. one absolutely because to me it epitomizes the band and they like it's like their Hmm, I'm on the edge of my seat it's their anthem I mean to me I think and I think a lot of people would agree caught in a mosh oh yeah oh yeah how how could I overlook that yeah because you even said something I was like fuck I'm like in deep in this anthrax thing and you're like oh are you caught in a mosh yeah <laughs> so I mean like I don't know like I that song is just so yeah. fucking cool like 
everything from the arrangement to just it's catchy as fuck like just that opening you know and then even where, then it has like the really cool like break thing like in the intro where like the drums come in and sync up with it and it's like and there's like a pause and then yeah. you know and then it holds that fucking note and then the bass line you know and yeah. it's like when that bass line starts like who doesn't want to put their head through the fucking drywall you know <laughs> like I just you just want to like you know you're about to launch into something and it kicks in and yeah. I mean just like the lyrics are hilarious too because then it's also like funny because this band doesn't take themselves super seriously yeah. and like the lyrics are just fucking hilarious dude like you listen to the song a hundred times before you start actually listening to the lyrics at least that's how I am like mm-hmm. I don't listen to the song the first time and sit there and read the fucking lyrics but like I think the lyrics to that song is so fucking funny man like <laughs> talking to you is like clapping with one hand like you know what I mean like isn't that <laughs> yeah. fucking hilarious like yeah. and how many times did you listen to the song before yeah. you actually like put that together yeah. and went fuck that's kind of genius like yeah and Huh. It's almost like this comedic genius thing, all in like one of the most badass metal songs ever written. Like, I love that fucking song. Huh. Shit, you know? man. I'm like, yeah, like I was on the edge of my seat. Can't take it for another oh. day. Ain't gonna live my life this way. Like, it's just got like, I don't know, man. It's so catchy, so fun, yeah. but like badass at the same time. Like, who can actually take like a good hook? some clever, funny, witty lyrics and combine all that with, like, a really genuinely, like, badass song. Like, you know. Yeah. So, anyhow. There it is. Cotton Amash. What Damn, is I feel like I feel like your number one should have went after mine because yours is, like, here. And mine's kind of like, eh, maybe. Okay. Uh, now you're uncertain. Yeah. Like God, that. can I guess what your number one is? Yeah. Then let me guess. Is it from the John Bush era? Well, that's been kind of well. I know, like it's kind of been your thing. And I actually, the one prediction I had, I didn't have much of a prediction of it's, your list. Oh. But my prediction going into this was that you were going to very heavily lean towards the John Bush era, which I'm not and that's what I bad. thought. But now, actually, I noticed this after I added that song from Persistence of Time. That I have five Joey songs and five John songs. In My World kind of split the thing because I had um, In My World and Indians Crawl um, I'm Alive and Breathing Lightning so that's five five Joey and it's kind of split between either era and then with the John Bush I've had Crush Inside Out (laughs) Safe Home Killing Box I have two I have two that I think. I my prediction is that your number one is from Sounds of White Noise. Sound of White Noise. Are you going to say it's only? It's either that or Room for One More. Because I actually had two Black Lodge and yeah. Only that that I was like I even looked up. I even actually had Only and I cut Only uh, for In My World. And so your number one is Black Lodge. No, oh. my number one. My number one, and you're gonna be like, "What the fuck?" My number one, my number one is "Piss and Vinegar" really? from Volume Eight. God, that's a weird. 
weird number one. I know, but it is. It's got it's fucking cool because it's got it sounds so different from everything. And it hooked me right away because it's got cowbell and it's like (laughs) it's it's like cowbell stomp groove and then I put holy smokes and then it's like and shake my hand and shake strong because everybody come on hey that's such a weird like it's fucking hilarious because I'm motherfucking fortified it's like the anger management rock it's just so funny because it's like I would have never in a million years thought that that would be your number one that that Safe that's home. you, man. Safe home probably would have been my number one because sometimes I always go with the first right. song that I hear. Right. So, safe home. But then this piss and vinegar. As soon as I listened to the album, there was like crush, and then there was like inside out, and there was piss and vinegar. And I'm like, fuck, I love this band. Where? Why have I not gotten into this band sooner? Volume eight is like fucking cool and stomp and all that shit. And, like, Piss and Vinegar, like, I don't know. I like when metal bands, like, I love metal, but I like when they add in other shit. Right. And that one's got, like, cowbell and stuff. And then it's like, I don't know, man. It just sounds like how I said, like, a melting pot of all this new metal stuff. And some new metal stuff kind of is like, eh, I can take or leave it. But, like, all the stuff that I can take is in that song. (laughs) Well, dude, that's honestly, though, that's more interesting of a number one than mine. Oh. Mine's pretty, like I said, like I felt like mine was pretty soccer mom. Like, oh. you know, like I should have been drinking a Starbucks fucking pumpkin latte while I was reading off my I drank one. Starbucks earlier this morning and my girlfriend <laughs> had a pumpkin thing. So <laughs> I love that shit. I just drank, I'm drinking a pumpkin beer. So there you go. There you go. But no, I mean, yeah, dude. I don't know, man. man. Like you said, you've like you lived with anthrax longer than it. me. Yeah. I mean, and I'm just like, I just dove in and I'm like, Fuck, dude. Piss and vinegar, man. Cotton Amash, I just, that's my yeah. number one because to me, that's just like th- their anthem. Like, if I mm-hmm. think of like yeah. what song is like the perfect anthrax song that kind of has elements of everything that they're really fucking awesome for, like, that's why I picked it as a number one. But like, I never know how to rank them because like, I always feel like I make my number one based on the same kind of logic like yeah this is the song i love that i think epitomizes that band like yeah like really represents all of their elements at their best and whatever um the band in a nutshell yeah you know because like do i really genuinely like it better than breathing lightning i don't know depends on the day depends on the mood breathing lightning is more of a song that kind of has meaning and then, like, Cotton and Mosh is more of a song that's just kind of, like, makes you want to fuck. Makes you want to fuck. <laughs> I don't know, but, you know, it just, I don't know, man. If you think Anthrax, you think that song. Yeah. 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 It's kind of like ZZ Top, LaGrange. Ha, 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 ha. It's the same thing. It kinda... Is it really, like, truly my favorite ZZ Top song? I don't know. I mean, yeah. if I'm being honest, I think Francine's one of their best. Like, maybe their best. That was my number two. It was my number two for a reason. Yeah. But then LaGrange is so fucking awesome and has... Maybe that's what it is sometimes. Number one is, like, the obvious one, and number two is kind of, like, the one that you want to put at number one, but it's kind like, of, like... I think it's the better written song, but this one's kind of got this other thing that really is... makes yeah. it number one. Yeah, it's tough. I don't know, man. It's always hard to make these lists. But then it's, like... I try with time now, I feel like I put less effort into it because it's like, 
uh, if I'm putting too much effort into it, I'm overthinking it. And who gives a fuck what my opinion is anyhow? You know See, I, mean? I actually, I feel like we're the opposite now because at first I told you like, don't overthink it, man. Go with your, <laughs> go with your gut. Go with your gut. Well, see, I listen to you. So Black Sabbath and Megadeth, they came easy to me because I just was like, fuck, I'm just going to go with these ones. But now I'm like, fuck, dude. I don't know. I always change shit at the last minute now. And even like, uh, well, like all the stomp. Sure, I'll just do that. Like, a, I don't know. Like, I think I'm more of the one that overthinks it and you're not overthinking it now. Yeah, well, and it's easier to not overthink it with a band like Anthrax that I've been a big enough fan of for years. And like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I'd, if we went back and did Megadeth again, I don't. Who knows how the fuck I would rank my songs and stuff? Like, I would probably have the same songs. They might be in a different order, except for yeah. Trust and Angry again. I'd still have those at the top, but the rest might flop a little bit. Right. Yep. Well, on that note, we'll be back. All right. Well, hey, thanks for uh, everyone that's listening and. I feel like I tend to forget that the microphone's rolling and that we're doing an actual show, which I think is what makes this fun. So Yeah, that's good. That's good. We just need to be, just let it flow. So anyhow, until next time. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.